Hey guys, and welcome to part two of our coverage of Shropshire Kids Fest 2022. Now, my content, um, we recorded so much over the two days um, that I've had to cut my content that I got right enough uh, rather than do day one and day two simply because we didn't get as many interviews on the Sunday because it was a bit quieter. Um, so let's see if we can pinpoint the moment uh, where it goes from busy, crazy, hectic, but brilliant Saturday to a little bit more chilled out, a little bit more laid back Sunday. I want to say a huge thank you to Shropshire Festivals uh, for letting us come and do this thing. It means an awful lot to us at The Biscuit. And I say us because we had a great team there. There was me, my amazing wife, Kaz, and Timmy, Mini Biscuit, walking around with the camera. It means an awful lot to be able to get out into Shropshire and showcase to the world the amazing things that Shrewsbury can do. And people may roll their eyes at that, but we do. We have listeners all over the UK and internationally too. Um, so I'm, I'm so privileged to be able to showcase what we what we get up to here in, uh, in Shropshire. Now, I spoke to a lot of people over the weekend about um, doing feature episodes that means coming on the show and speaking to me for a good hour rather than 15 or 20 minutes if i spoke to you about that and i know a couple of people have actually got in touch about coming on um but if if i forget it's because i'm scatterbrained i have notebooks upon notebooks full of to-do lists and memory things because i i'm terrible at remembering stuff so if you do want to come on the show and do a feature with me please get in touch i do want to hear off you I'm just a bit scatterbrained sometimes. Right, let's get on with this then. Um, I've waffled long enough. Here is part two of our coverage of Shropshire Kids Fest 2022. How are you, Gabby? You yeah, right? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, you must be exhausted. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty tired already. We've got it all again tomorrow. Uh, all again tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, Cheer Unleashed, we spoke to you last, last, end of last year, was it? Or was it beginning of this year? Gosh. We first spoke at the Shrewsbury Food Festival. Yeah, we, we met, did. And then I came to see you in Telford a while ago at yeah. the gym. I guess it's been a blur, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. An absolute blur. How have been, things been since then? Yeah, really good actually. Yeah? Yeah, the club's grown a lot, which is really nice. So we've got more kids, more adults. And for this time we've had um, more performances. So last time we just had the adult team, whereas this time we've had two different kids' performances and the adult team as well. Yeah, so things are really nice. growing. I follow you on, on Instagram. Your Instagram's really, really good. Oh, thank you. You, you see things growing and progressing and, and there's a real passion and I love that. That's really good. How's it been today? Have really you, good. You, you, you generated a hell of a crowd. I mean, I was like, wow, there's got to be like at least 150 people crowded around you guys while you're performing. How did that feel? It was really nice. It was really nice to have a, that's the biggest crowd we've probably had. It yeah, was it was a bigger. lot bigger than what the food festival, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was really nice. It's really nice for the girls because for most of them, that's and the boys, it's the first time they've actually done a performance in front of anyone um, or done cheer at all so it's really nice for them to have that confidence boost that actually they're really good at what they're doing so it's nice fantastic and you've had a lot of you had lots of feedback lots of people like oh i'm interested in that with their, with their kids yeah we have and some yeah. adults as well which is really nice some men wanting to take part so really? yeah hopefully bigger and better team next time that, that's really really good i really like that um and how, how are the kids coping out there 
you know. Are they, are they tired? <laughs> they've got some slushies, so they've got that. They've been making gingerbread men. Just give them so. lots of sugar. Keep them going. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening. Lots of sugar. <laughs> that's what I need, to be fair. My wife has gone somewhere with Timmy. You said you saw Timmy earlier, right? I'm setting some missions. One of them was to get a dance with a cheerleader. Yeah, we did. We did him. Uh, we lifted him in like a stunt, a big stunt. And you got a nice picture of that. So you'll have to keep your eye out for that. Oh, wow. So he's, he's doing his missions. So that's really good. So I've got... See, what? there's only three of us, right? And we can't really leave the studio. Uh, there's stuff everywhere. It's, it's not safe as well. Um, so they've been going around doing their thing whilst I've been sat here. So I have no idea what he's been getting up to. He's so, been getting up to loads of cheers. So <laughs> yeah, you know that now. It's really fun. Really, really good. Um, have you met loads of new people today? Lots of, you know, all the stall holders? Have you been meeting with people or have you guys just been like honing in on practice and getting everything ready? It's a lot of practice. We've spoke to Planet Donut and the Samosa stand is by us as well. Oh yeah, you're opposite so. Planet Donut. That's, that's probably killing you, right? Yeah, we're by the food people. <laughs> by the food people. <laughs> Well, they got us next to loud microphone, uh, but brilliant uh, theatrical people. I've been uh, living in Wonderland today, which has been quite interesting. Yeah, but, yeah that um, was good. Yeah, I spoke to Mary there. They are fantastic. Um, are you ready for tomorrow? Because it's going to be hard, isn't it? I think we need a good rest tonight, and then we'll be ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll be good. Early, early, early. I've got a night shift tomorrow night as well, so I've got to do all this tomorrow and then do a night shift, which will be interesting. So you may not hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for chatting to me. Yeah, thanks for having us again. And nice for uh, and for, for helping Timmy out with his missions earlier. <laughs> I can't wait right. to see the picture. <laughs> Kaz hasn't sent me yet, so I'll, I'll get it through, I guess, in a bit. But thank you very much. Thanks. And uh, we'll, get, we'll get you on camera as well. I think I've, I've done a live and I've, seen, I've shown you guys on, on my live. Okay. But we'll get some, some footage out for you. Yeah, All right? Great. Thanks. Right. See you in a bit. See ya. Bye. Hello, guys. I'm Alex from the, the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Um, would you guys like to introduce as my wife walking past? She's like, hello, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself, guys, and where you're from? I'm Jo and I work for a company called Incom and I work out of the Marches Centre of Manufacturing and Technology which is a brand new purpose-built training centre that's just moved to Telford. Wow that sounds exciting. Yourself? And my name is Leanne and I work for a company called the STEM Workshop but I actually work for Incom training three days a week to help them with their recruitment drive so I work with young people to help them explore careers in engineering and get them excited about the pathways that we offer at income training. So we're here today just to help young people understand uh, the, the range of different pathways within engineering. I think it's really good. I mean, I've been, I was looking at your website yesterday. <laughs> Learning about how you, no, no, that's fine. I love, I love how excited you are. I love the passion. <laughs> we, were supposed really to, we were supposed to do this yesterday, but you guys got completely overwhelmed, a bit Absolutely. like everybody yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that's really, really good. There's a lot of people interested in engineering and building and using their minds, and that's what you guys are very much doing yeah. over there. And you can see it visibly, you know. And I think what's really good about income, they, re they understand that we need to get at, at, at children while they're young, while they can be influenced. So I spoke to a lot of parents yesterday that are really keen to get their children engaged in engineering now and they don't do it enough at school so yeah. you know we're working to try and address that and and help really improve that curriculum offer and we do we do work a lot with the younger children as well as the older children to try and absolutely help them understand our pathways so i always say to i mean i, I speak to a, 
Can I just say, by the way, I don't own any of the music that's in the background, so nobody sue me for that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't take my stuff down. Um, no, um, when it comes to learning about your skills, I mean, I've worked with young people quite a bit. You don't know what you can do until you try it, right? And if you haven't, you've got to give someone the license to be able to try that. And I think that's where the STEM and these come into, right? Yeah, that's it. We, we also offer what we call a pre-apprenticeship week. And that's for sort of um, children, really, from sort of secondary school age. And it's important for them to sort of come into the centre and have a go at sort of milling, turning and engineering techniques. Because, like you say, you don't always know what you want to do or what you're interested in until you have a go. And also, actually, I, I believe it's quite important to, to know if you don't like something as well. Yeah. Yes. Because what yeah. you, you don't want to do then is end up in a job that you really dislike. You hear so. about so many people that have spent like four years at university doing something they really learned to hate. <laughs> I mean, we did yeah. have one young man this week that did the pre-apprenticeship programme and he actually said at the end, it's not for me, um, it's too much like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, on the other side, we had two that were so keen to apply. They're in year 11 now. But they want to start now. They want to leave school wow, now to okay. start their pathway. They're desperate. So, you know, hopefully we've changed their lives and their chances. And we've got two volunteers with us today that did the pre-apprenticeship programme last year. They're in year 11 now and they, they know that they need to put themselves out there to, you know, yeah, better their chances, really. So two of them are over there today, you know, Fantastic. volunteering with us. And they spent all day yesterday with us. So to do two full days, yeah, they, you know, that's good. Absolutely so. brilliant, aren't they? They're yeah. our sort of STEM, STEM ambassadors. Yeah. And we also had students yesterday. So a big shout out to Maidley Academy. We've trained some of the sixth formers at Maidley to be STEM leaders to try and get them to empower the younger children within their school. Um, so they were with us yesterday. So we've got Maidley Academy. We've got Idsel. Um, we've got students from Thomas Telford. Wow. Yesterday we had two students from Shrewsbury School and St. Patrick's and yes. Bridge North Endowed. And Bridge North Endowed, yes. Wow, so, so this has got quite a radius there. Yes. yes. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is what we're trying to do is share our skills with teachers and schools so they can then empower people within their schools. So what we do has a, a an impact, a sustainable impact over time. That's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. So we're not just about you know, recruiting for our companies. We're about empowering our local schools and training academies. But we also offer business courses as well. We so do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A real range. So we're not just about engineering. We do customer service, business administration, team leader, management, all that kind of thing. As business well. administration is, an, is a funny one, isn't it? Like learning how to run a company or to do your... I, I, this is the, the shoes of biscuit is now a CIC, and I thought I'll just make it a company, and that's it. That's all I'll have to do. And no, 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 no. There's lots of work that goes into keeping it a company and making sure that it doesn't fall under the wayside. So yeah, yeah. that's really important. Yeah, <laughs> I think absolutely. everybody should have a bit of that. Yeah, and and I I myself set up as a, a small company in 2017, and and it was through networking that I met Income, and they kind of took me under their wing and. And it's the like of the Marches Growth Hub. I don't know if you've used their Yeah, I know. Services. I'm aware of Marches, yeah, yeah. Um, if it wasn't for them, I would not have continued my business because it's a big leap, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Oh, and what I do, is, I think it inspires the young people to realise that they can do the same. So we've got a lot of prospective yes. engineers yes. that 
have got in their own heads that they want to own their own engineering company later yes. on in life. Yeah, and that's it. And hopefully we can help with the skills, not just with the engineering, but also with the business, business development. development. Yeah. yeah. I'm always jealous of kids that find out <laughs> what they want to do early on in life. I'm always oh, like, ah, oh, bad damn you. Because <laughs> like, I, if I realised I was actually good at this kind of thing when I was their age, I'd probably be all right now. Do you know what I mean? To find out I was good at this in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't matter, does it? No, 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 no. You're still doing it. I'm still living the dream. I'm still hoping for a career change. But I think me and Joe are thinking about um, joining the theatre. Yeah. You yeah. know, the likes of Alistair and Anna that we met yesterday. Yeah, there's Alice in Wonderland here. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. That was an absolute highlight yesterday. Uh, highlight of our day yesterday, <laughs> meeting Elsa and Anna. Yes, um, we interviewed them as well. And we mentioned a Mini Biscuit uh, to them. And they're going to set some special missions. <laughs> There's my children going past. They're going past. <laughs> Hi, children. Um, what we forgot to mention, we had one of our, we do train our uh, current apprentices, we train them to become ambassadors we as do. well. Because as part of our team, it's only small, isn't it? So we can't do everything ourselves. So well, it's, it's about having, it's like having young, young people have an influence on young people, isn't it? It's yes. kind of like yeah. spreading from one to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. Absolutely. And we can sort of get involved in school engagement, but, you know, they don't always want to hear old crusty people talking about how great engineering is and how to get involved. But actually, the sort of people they they can relate to that are younger... That old can actually, and crusty. Speak well, for yourself. <laughs> 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 I love that. That's so funny. It's so true, though. You are, you're so true. Uh, yeah, they, you, you know, are old and crusty. I am old and crusty. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Ethan yesterday from Asa Abloy so you know what a big up to Ethan because he did volunteer last weekend as well at one of our open days in Aldridge yeah, and then he's given up his second weekend to help yesterday and he really was an inspiration wasn't oh he? absolutely and I think he sort of epitomises really a young engineer he yeah. was just so involved in helping those children build those catapults to the best that they could possibly and be and he's an example of someone that didn't get the right advice because he actually started a course in fashion and textiles he did uh, really yes. yeah. yeah and and he is he, he came across Asai Abloy really I think by mistake didn't he, he did and it, yeah it, it, it was that lack of careers advice and the amount of apprentices that we have that have gone on to the wrong pathway and then realize it's wrong for them and then come back to us so we do have a lot of apprentices that have you know gone into daily jobs like working at you know a, a retail company or we've had um, apprentices that have gone off to university and realized it's not for them yeah and then come back to us so in fact yeah we've just started a couple of engineers um, that have got art degrees and you know we're working in things like Greg's or you know Sainsbury's and actually they've made the transition into engineering so seamlessly I think because yeah. maybe they've got good hand-eye coordination and they're absolutely loving what they're doing now my um my friend Eric Fluger over in Florida he's not going to listen to this but hi Eric if you are hi um, Eric <laughs> he's, he's kind of a world famous artist and he's fantastic because he can I'm not saying like he can look at a blueprint and he can do like the architectural rendering the drawing of what this building will look like what an amazing skill to have do you know what I mean that, that comes under art I guess yeah you know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, design yeah you know, that's, it's what's this building going to look like we all look at the artist rendition of a, a you know the stuff that's going on in Shrewsbury at the moment with the, the riverside we're all like oh look at that it looks cool they paid an artist to do that and probably paid him good money you know well I mean? when we work with young people the first thing I'll ask them is what has been engineered and a lot of them will say things like cars and bridges but actually everything that's man-made on our planet every profession uses something you're using something yeah. now this audio equipment this mic the headphones the clothes that you're wearing everything's been designed manufactured and engineered mm -hmm. so everything on our planet 
needs to be touched by an engineer at some point. Absolutely. We need to use our science, our math mathematical skills, our artistic skills, you know, so people buy those products. So, yeah. yeah and it's about having pride in what you've made as well. There's nothing yeah. better than making something and be like, ah, yeah. I did that. And going through that process where you sort of make a prototype and it might not be quite right, so you have to redo something. It's all about that process, I think, of, yeah. of you know, trying to perfect it. And so. Which was happening yesterday when they were making the catapults and refining them and firing <laughs> them at my head. So, yeah, <laughs> let, let's talk about what you've got going yeah. on over there. What, what activities have you brought today for the kids to so play with? So, the STEM zone, the idea is it's exploring in the world of engineering so when they go into the stem zone they're immersed by the different career sectors so we've got um aerospace engineering we've got wow. product design automotive civil engineering mechanical engineering and sustainable engine, engineering yeah. so they can make um straw rockets they can make design and make their own stickers using computer-aided design and computer-aided manufacture they can design and make their own car that's powered with a gear um, a spring motor they can design and make their tallest tower. And yesterday, can I can just add that it wasn't the children getting involved there. It was the adults. And there was one gentleman that was... All, oh, he was so excited. He was so, he? He he did, was so excited. He did make the tallest tower. He, and his wife couldn't get him out of there. So <laughs> Look what I did, look what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be exactly um, the same. He did get a sticker and he did get a round of applause. He did. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, we can make catapults. We're making grabbers. We are. Litter so, pickers. Litter pickers so we can clean up after the festival because it's all about sustainability. And actually, the buzzword at the moment is lean manufacturing. It it's is. all about reducing waste. Yes. In our environment. So. Yes. Yeah. And being produ yeah, productive and yeah, uh, being green, trying to be as green as possible. I've got to say, though, a big shout out to Beth. And I'm, gl I'm glad I remember to say this. What I have learned from this, this this weekend is that I can have faith in the next generation. I mean, I spoke to the oh, scouts yeah. that are after, after South Korea. Uh, I've, you know, I've spoken to young people that are doing art, uh, arts and theatre. And I've, I've spoken to you guys that are looking after the next en uh, generation of engineers and people that are going to go out there and make things with their hands. So thank you, Beth, for putting this on. Thank yeah. you for giving the opportunity Thanks to speak to you. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, absolutely. We've had such a good day. It was so busy yesterday. It was lovely to meet just so many young people. Did you go home with a smile on your face? So yesterday because yeah. we did yeah definitely yeah definitely i was yeah. looking forward to coming back today it's been yeah. a brilliant experience and yeah. certainly the feedback we were getting from every all, all the families was just a great weekend a great day that they'd had right yeah. on their doorstep i gotta say i went home yesterday and my my, my mind was just broken i was just like oh <laughs> it's really hard just to be on on just switched on all day you know and then you get home you just but uh, when I got this morning, I was like, let's do it again. Yeah, I wasn't again. like, oh, yeah. I love this. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Beth, for putting this together. And thank you guys for coming to chat to me as well. Oh, thank you for thank having you us. Thank you for inviting um, us. And thank you for Beth for inviting us. Yeah. Um, yeah. We uh, will be back. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, actually, to do, like, if you wanted to... Um, put together like a feature podcast you know sit around and talk about us for an hour bring some of your young engineers I don't mind coming out to Telford to see you guys yeah um, welcome that would be awesome I'd love to you know bring some cameras show what you guys actually do and you know really get because I feel like it's what, really important what you're doing I think we need to give a shout out to some of our companies that have actually um, given us their engineers to be ambassadors. So oh, absolutely. Can you recall those companies? Uh, this is the got? test. I always forget. Yes. So, Taurus so Engineering, Filter Mist, Bridge North Aluminium, Magna, Magna, Cedo. Yeah. And can I give a big shout out to Cedo for really investing in our young people in Telford? 
they have just invested in a CNC machine. You probably don't know what that is. It's no, a no, computer no. numerical control machine that cuts oh, one of them. Uh, three-dimensional parts. Uh, they just invested in a machine to go into Charlton School wow. to help them with our competition that we're doing, which is F1 in school. So they're really investing in the local community. So they big shout yeah. out to us. And a lot of these are small companies. So. They are, yes. But they, they all see the importance of investing in that next generation and almost growing our own engineers in this country, you know, that can sort of well, take it forward. And apologies getting... if we've missed anyone. <laughs> I'm sure the love is all the same. Um, and, you know, without getting political, I'm sorry to bring up, but we're in a Brexit world now where we've got to make things and we've got yeah. to sell things and we've got to whether we like it or not we're here now we're and we've got, to, we've got to create engineers that can make things and make the country great I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know how to word that without so. we, we need to drive our local economy and, and what children um, probably don't know is that 10% of our local economy is made up of the, uh, manufacturers and engineers Yeah. you probably don't know that So and, and it was predicted some years ago that in 2022 there wouldn't be enough engineers and we are literally in desperate need for engineers Absolutely. right now. The, the companies that I see, there's a, yeah. there's a, there is a huge skills gap, and not just within Shropshire. And we don't want to outsource the work, we want to keep it local, which is what the festival's all about, isn't yes, it? Yes, of course, Using, and the Beth you know, is a great ambassador for drawing that. A, drawing upon yeah. local business, so yeah, let's Local keep, independence. Let's keep bigging up our local businesses. Um, and may I, I mean, I'm, this, I, I don't know if anybody's in a position to ask this, but what are the telltale signs of a youngster that you've got that you think, oh my God, engineering's the right path for them and what, what do you look for in a young child resilience and yeah. you know within a really young child you can see it yesterday we had a four-year-old it's their eyes their eyes you can you can see their thinking their problem solving uh, they're inquiring they're exploring that's that's that to me makes a good engineer yeah that's someone who wants to explore and experiment and not give solve up. problems not give up. Yeah, solve problems. you can see it yesterday they were putting yeah. things together and they're sort of saying no no and they don't want help they don't want to help they want to they want to do it themselves that's yeah trying to solve that that sort of problem whether it be putting the car together to get it to go that little bit further or the catapult to throw that little bit further we had a two-year-old yesterday actually yeah big shout out to the two-year-old Who's, um, whose parents uh, worked with her to build her civil engineering tower. She did really good. Oh, amazing, amazing. So, yeah. And I, I, heard, uh, I, I overheard talking about referrals to schools. Can people refer you to come to a school to, to work with them? Or how does that work? Absolutely. Well, um, through income training. <laughs> income training pay me for three days a week to work with our local schools. So... Uh, they fund me to go out to Telford and Reakin schools, Shropshire schools, but I also work with the training academy in Aldridge. So what you might not have known is we've got three training academies, one in Aldridge, one in Telford and one in Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. So I work with all of the schools within wow. those local areas. So that's through the funding, the European Social Funding, might I add, that income training have gained. And that funding will run um, through to the early months of 2023, we're hoping. They are, yeah. So if there's any SMEs within Shropshire that yeah. want to help funded upskilling, so free courses, anything from Excel, customer service, PowerPoint. I do have a lesson in Excel myself. Uh, <laughs> even through to sort of engineering. It's, it's all funded. So yeah. yes, do get in touch with income. So yeah, I, I, I work with income with the schools, but actually as a business, I can then access free courses through income to upskill me as a business. So there's a course wow. on computer ready design, for instance, and a piece of software that I don't use that I can get free, fully funded, Solid to upskill works. me. Hmm. Yeah. You guys there are you awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I've really enjoyed chatting to you guys. Really have, genuinely. 
So thank you. Where can people find you guys online? So for for Incom, um, it's in com c o m dot co dot uk. Or you can also search for the Marches Centre of Manufacturing and Technology. And then I work with them, so you can find me through them, or you can um, search me direct at thestemworkshop.co.uk. But I might add that through the business advice through the Marches Hub, you write the STEM Workshop in Google, and I come up first. Top, yeah. Apart from the ones that paid for ads. Boom. Yeah. I haven't paid for anyone to I get there. I can vouch for that. I did that yesterday. I was like, yeah. hey, on my laptop here, I was like, just STEM, yeah. and it came up. <laughs> like magic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's through business advice I've got locally that's all been funded. So if anyone out there is thinking of setting up their own business, Shropshire is a place to do it. Amazing. Definitely. Thank you guys for chatting to me today. I this was lovely. It really was. And I hope you have a great day. Lovely. Right. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. 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 Hello guys, I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Uh, would you guys like to interview, introduce yourselves and tell me where you've come from? Yeah, so I'm Sarah Myers. I'm the County Commissioner for Girl Guiding Shropshire. I've come from Brosley today, so not very far. Um, but we're really enjoying being here at Kids Fest in Telford. Fantastic. And yourself? Yeah, so I'm Shell. I'm a, a leader for Girl Guiding and I'm also the Ranger Lead Volunteer. And I've come from Shrewsbury. Oh, you come from Shrewsbury? Yeah. Nice. I, I mean, like, we're here sort of representing Shropshire today because I feel like there's so many amazing things going on in Shropshire at the moment. I feel like Beth here at the festival is kind of really doing a great job of highlighting all of that. So um, I'm really glad to be speaking to you guys. Now, um, talking about girl guides, we spoke to the, the, the scouts yesterday um, and a, a lot of good, young, nice young people that just re- restored my faith in, in the next generation, really. It's really nice to see. Um, how long have you been like a part of the girl guides? Has it been like, quite a while? Oh, yeah, so I joined when I was a brownie, and that was quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a really good positive thing, right, for, for the kids to go out there and learn these skills, to go out there and into the world? Oh, yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and just to have a space that's their own, that's away from school and, you know, all the other pressures of life where they can, like you say, learn new skills and just have fun together and challenge themselves to, to kind of be the best they can. And the social aspect as well is really important, isn't it? You know, it's, it, I mean, not every kid gets to go to school and be popular and have loads and loads of friends, whereas in Girl Guides or, you know, some extracurricular event, they might have a, a, separate, a separate pocket of friends that they can rely on, right? That's, that's really important, you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got girls that I've worked with who've come into kind of brainies or rangers, and they might not be the most confident when they first walk in, but when they leave they're you know they're, they're organizing everything for me and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're going we want to do this so it's it's great to see actually them developing amazing and what what kind of things do you uh, do you guys get up to with the girl guides what kind of uh, uh, events do you put together for them Oh, we do, we do all sorts of yeah. things. So I'm a guide leader. Okay. Um, we do everything from the traditional baking and confectionery type badges right through to, you know, making space rockets out of recycled material. We went to a, a fantastic girl guiding music festival a couple of years ago, nice. which was a girl-only event, and we had some really good bands there, and the girls had a fab time. Um, we do all sorts. We've got a really active outdoor team, so we, we do walking, camping, international travel you name it we we've got a really wide and varied program and uh, some really enthusiastic volunteers and leaders who, who want to share that with the girls and a long history as well isn't it it's been going for a long time the girl guides we were just talking about earlier about the history of, of the girl guides very long tradition right yeah yeah <laughs> since 1910 right through to today so Amazing. you know clearly evolved a lot over the years and um, in fact you know, we were talking weren't we about we're, we're doing a bit of a project at the moment with um, 
Robert Milton. Robert Milton from the yeah the Shropshire Churches Conservation Trust because they found an old girl guiding flag up in the church town mm-hmm. at St Mary's in Shrewsbury. And we're going to be there next Saturday sharing some uh, old historic photos and archive stuff, but also with some of the girls who are guiding at the moment in Shrewsbury Division, showing people what we do today. So if anyone's around, come along. It sounds amazing. I was at St. Mary's with Robert Milton. We did it on the biscuit as well. And I was told, I kind of got, I didn't get heated, but I was kind of like, because I always have to say, and it's really weird, I have to say it, but I'm not a religious guy, but with the biscuit i like to cover a lot of what churches are doing because i'm I'm a big believer in community and i feel like churches have have such a a, 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 an important effect on the on the community because they bring so many people in and the girl guides are kind of an example of that you know you're finding these these amazing bits of history and stuff it's kind of like well you know there was that there's evidence of that there right there you know oh yeah no absolutely and i mean in terms of social history, you know, St. Mary's is steeped in that, isn't it? But right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, everybody you talk to has got some experience of girl guiding as well over the years. Mm. You know, people come up to us all the time, don't they, Shell, and say, I used to be a brownie or I used to be... Um, I love doing that. Yeah. Oh, do you still do this? Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> and I think it, it must it must help. I mean, I don't want to go on about you know, boys versus girls or scouts versus the girl guides, these kind of things. But, like, it must be nice for girls to be able to go and do something about boisterous lads doing things that boys do is that is that kind of like the, the key thing there yeah i mean i so my rangers they say they, they really enjoy doing things and they like doing it away kind of from the boys they like doing things with the boys yeah, yeah. Do, doing things but they do like having their own space i mean we've done things like camping in minus five and they said they love that because they, they always have a little competition with their friends who do skates but we've done minus five camping and they, they have this little <laughs> bit of you know a bit of that going on but we'll do all that and they want to do all the fun things as well and and it's just nice that it's a girl-only space for them. So yeah. we're going axe throwing in a few weeks, hopefully. So that's what they've decided to do. So, you know. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so uh, what are you guys up to at the moment? Is there anything that you got coming up that you, you want to tell people about? Any events coming up um, that, that you've you got coming up? Yeah. So, um, so we've got the event next Saturday, 11 till 3 at St. Mary's. St. Mary's. We, we've got a water activity weekend hopefully coming up um, after Easter and then we're going to be at Bliss Hill Museum on wow. the 4th of June celebrating the Queen's Silver um, Silver wow. <laughs> Taking us back a bit there Yeah um, So yeah so we're having a community picnic there so again if anyone's in Bliss Hill on the 4th of June come and say hello and come and come and sing along with us we've got a, a brass band hopefully coming and we're going to be doing some games and some trails around the site so we'd love to see you fantastic and like if you've got a, a, a young one that you, you think would be grateful girl girl guides um, how did they find you and, and sort of enroll so they go onto the girl guiding website and yep. there's a, a part on there called join us and you just follow the link through and it'll talk you through it and you just put all the details in oh. and it'll let you know where the, the nearest units are fantastic well i think you guys do an amazing job I think, honestly, if you're taking young minds and you're cultivating them into something good and something positive and independent as well, it gives you skills to go on and develop later on in life. I think I think you guys are heroes, honestly, and you, you are developing the next generation of, of things I can I can hope with. Do you know what I mean? So thank you so much for what you do. Seriously, it's really oh, thank good. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. really lovely. And thank you for talking to us. No, it's been a pleasure. It really has. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great. Hello, I'm Alex from the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself and where you've come from today? Hi, Alex. I'm Natasha from Educating Kids Outdoors, or ECO. We are based at Western Park, and we are all about getting kids outside, learning, 
connecting with nature and enhancing the learning that's going on in the, in the classroom. So we welcome school visits during term time. We do curriculum linked days where all outdoors, but we do um, days around particular topic themes such as Stone Age, creative writing, uh, World War II, Victorian living, really anything that schools want to do. They're doing it in the classroom and we then enhance that learning, but also bring in lots of forest school activities and, and, uh, and outdoor adventures. And then during the holidays, we run holiday clubs at Western Park, where we invite children just to come and hang out with us for the day, all outdoors. We start off in the morning going to the kitchen garden, where we harvest our own vegetables, we see what's growing, maybe we plant things. And then we take our produce up to the campsite, where we prepare it and we cook it and eat it, the best bit, um, <laughs> alongside lots of forest school activities like dem building and... Um, um, muddy, um, uh, muddy kitchen. Muddy kitchens, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's fantastic, and I love this because uh, a while back we spoke to Niall McCann, who is um, a National Geographic explorer. He's he's out there in Africa at the moment, looking at, at conservation. And we uh, during the podcast we were talking about. Um, I don't even remember a while uh, during the pandemic when we could have that summer where we could sit out. And the quarry in Shrewsbury, there was just litter everywhere. And it was like a, it was a big talking point across Shropshire for a while. And what Niall was saying is that maybe those kids that were out there had been severely disconnected from nature. And I know woodland work is kind of kind of a new thing that's been in, included in the curriculum with schools. I've got a seven-year-old who's wandering around, you may have seen him. Um, and he does woodland work. So maybe that will help reconnect the, the, the kids with, with nature and how they should conserve their, their natural habitat. I completely agree. I think you can you learn a lot in the classroom and from books, but experiential learning, kinesthetic learning is a really important pedagogy as well. I also think for teachers, taking the children outside, they see them in a completely different light. They see the very energetic children who might struggle to sit still in the classroom actually being very, very engaged and leading on some activities, demonstrating fantastic communication skills and problem solving. And you're right, if they connect to nature, they connect to the seasons personally, experiencing the cold, experiencing the rain, experiencing the sunshine, experiencing... Getting the dirty. Yeah, it's really, really important. Sensory issues is huge. We've yeah. tried to bring a little bit of the outside here today by yeah. doing some um, work with sticks. We're doing whittling, we're doing clay, and children are touching the clay and almost recoiling and going, it's cold, it's wet, it's whatever. And it's like, it's just clay. But I think the sensory experiences of children has changed dramatically over the years as well. And it's important to get outside, get dirty, play with sticks and, um, and enjoy the opportunities that it gives. I think it's very re rewarding as well when, when, when kids get over that fear of, I don't know, even if it's like from early ages of walking bare feet on grass, having the grass in between your toes or walking in wet sand. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a rewarding thing. I want to do that again. You know, I want to learn more. And I think that what you guys are doing is fantastic, especially when it's like right on our doorstep in Western Park. Um, when did this begin? Is it, is it a, new, a fairly new thing? Has it been going for many years? Like, how, how long has it been going for? So, Eco began a decade ago. In fact, February 2012. We're wow. celebrating our decade. Hooray! Congratulations. Thank you. And it began just as a voluntary project in my son's primary school, St Andrew's Primary School in Shifnal. And the headmaster then, Adrian Marsh, was uh, was a very inspiring and um, uh, great head teacher and he knew that my background is in is in the in outdoors 
and he told me about the forest school and Shropshire Council had a forest school department uh, doesn't anymore sadly it did then and so I went on and I did my forest school training and I started as a volunteer in my son's school and then other teachers whose kids were there you know the network grew and um, hey during lockdown we started running holiday clubs throughout the whole summer and Western Park invited us to run them there and then they we started working in partnership with Western in September last year so it's very new only six months and um, and so that's where we're based now so I'm really excited how it's growing as you say the interest is huge families and schools are recognizing the positive impact it has on children's mental and physical health yeah and it's essential for the future of our planet and their understanding of the environmental impact that we're having do you think maybe in a way covid kind of helped in a way because everybody's kind of went out didn't they they went and started exploring i mean attingham park were the, first of all they were closed and then when they opened the doors everybody was like well let's go to attingham and it was just absolutely packed you can see people just genuinely enjoying being out in nature I think you're right, and I think the fact that um, it, it pushed people outside and to try new things, they felt better, didn't they, when, yeah, they were, yeah. when we, you know, we were all stuck inside and then we got to go out. So I think that was a huge <sighs> thing. Yeah. But, as you mentioned earlier with the litter, yeah. we all need to understand how to do it. I know there were issues around church stratton, etc., with the paths and the yeah. erosion that was happening, and they had to create paths. Yes. It. So we all need to learn how, and at Forest School as well, we're taught about the impact of our site and how we have to move Very it around good. and we have to... Um, plant and we obviously use a lot of wood so we need to be planting trees to, to overcome that so you're absolutely right it's great that more people have got outside but we all need to connect with it and understand the, the impact that that um we have fantastic and, and i feel like like you said like if, if we get these young these young kids where they're when we can we can mold them into these these great Eco warriors? Yeah, 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 I'll, yeah, say, I'll yeah, go with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they can teach their generation. Because I think it's got to be a generational thing. I was—I remember watching. Um, this is going to sound like a weird pull, but I was watching Mad Men with <laughs> with John Hamm, and it was like set in the fifties, sixties, and they go for a picnic, and they just like, there's all the cans and things, and they just shake off the blanket, all the rubbish goes everywhere, and they get in the car. And I imagine like you know fifties, sixties, that's been passed on to generation, 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 where you just don't care. Um, and so I think, I mean. I love nature. I think it's very important. So it goes about saying, I think what you're doing is very, very valuable. Um, and, and you know what? Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I mean, I've been learning a lot about nature since I've been doing the biscuit. One of our, our good friends is Kelder Wood, who does climbing out and they go out for longer expeditions and adventures across the hills and stuff. And we talk about how it helps with mental health and, and the progression. Do you, have you seen that? Do you work with youngsters that can kind of help get them through these? Yeah, we run, um, so we run, as I say, um, during term time, we work with schools, a lot of schools coming to visit us. We also go out to schools and we run after school clubs. But we also work um, with kids in care and we work with um, kids with special needs who need one-to-one sessions and they come to Western and they might just come for one hour or two ah, hours. Very interesting. And we just take them out. They come obviously with their, um, with their responsible adult and we just have that opportunity to, because it's so free, you know, it doesn't matter what they do as long as, uh, we have three rules at Eco. We look after ourselves, because if you don't start with yourself, you're not, not yes. going to get anywhere. You look after each other, and you respect each other, and you look after nature. And we're just trying to get children to, to think on those lines. And I wanted to come back to your litter point, which is so true. Children are told, don't drop litter, because it looks horrible. And actually, we 
want to go further than that. We don't drop litter because it looks horrible. We drop. We don't drop litter because of the terrible environmental impact it has. If yes. animals come across it and eat it or get injured by it or it going into rivers and travelling down to the seas and causing, you know, terrible impact on our marine life. So we actually we don't we don't just sort of keep it simple for the kids. We go right in there yeah. and um and we explain that the impact it's having. If we find a dead rabbit, we don't hide it. We say, look at this rabbit. What, why did it die? We you know we're obviously not going to get the kids to touch it, but we will engage with the natural nature, world and natural nature. Thing. Yeah. And this is one of those things. I mean, I always talk about um, pets and and, and and animals and and understanding like pets die and they move on. I think that's it's nature. It's really important to understand. That's really good as well. I like the way Springwatch does that. They're very yeah. you know, they're very open about talking about you know predatory animals and predators. We're doing clay animal prints back there, and one of them I did is see sparrow. Them. Oh, yeah, very good. And uh, one of them is a sparrow hawk, and we have little cards with information about them, and it talked about their food. And a child picked it up and I said, so what does a sparrowhawk eat? And she read down the card and she went, birds. A bird eats a bird. So we had this whole conversation about birds of prey, that their main source of food is small birds and chicks. Yeah. And I could see her whole mind struggling a bit with a bird eating a bird. Well, we had animals of farthing wood when I was a kid, and that was brutal, that cartoon was. <laughs> <laughs> Every week there'd be an animal that would snuff it, and we'd be like, oh my God, that was devastating. I remember actually Spring Watch, uh, one, of the, one of the most memorable moments watching that was a magpie. And he was he was drowning a squirrel or something with his foot. He was like pressing his face into what I was like, oh my god, really intelligent, murderous animal, but fascinating to see as well. Yeah. Um, and I've got a seven-year-old and trying to teach him about nature. And we, we talk a lot about the food chain and how how it works. <laughs> and it's quite brutal to talk about. So it's good that you kind of take that gentle but important approach to it. You know, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, so you go into still you still go into schools or are you just based at Western Park now? So no, we go into schools. We really want to encourage schools to um, offer outdoor learning as part of their yeah. part of their curriculum, ideally for our schools. Quite a few of them do it in early years, which is great. Some of them might take it up to key stage one, years one and two, and then they stop as if there's there's no need for it. And there's always a need for it, and there's always learning in the classroom that can be um, sort of added onto and extended outdoors. So we do CPD sessions for teachers, and we can talk about maths wow. and English and how they can use the outdoors to enhance their learning. We get teachers to come come to, to Western and do sessions. Partly that's about learning and going away with shed loads of ideas that they can take back to the classroom. But also, you know what, just a bit of peace for the kids, um, for the kids, for the teachers, <laughs> yeah. to come and sit around the campfire, talk, share. They've been through a really, really tough time these past few yeah, years. Yeah, and they haven't had much opportunity to talk because the staff room's often been out of bounds and things like that. So just for teachers to come together, talk about how they've dealt with it, how their kids have dealt with it. They tell us that they really, you know, they enjoy that opportunity. So, yeah. I, I've been doing a bit of work on that at the moment. I mean, I did some... Um, an interview with Dan Reed from Men Walking and Talking. Uh, yeah. And um, they do an amazing job. And, and there's something about getting out in nature and having a good walk. And I wanted to, to plan a, a, like a weekend away with a couple of guys, uh, get our hiking boots on, sit around a campfire somewhere, go up the mountains and, you know, even if we take a couple of beers and dispose of them properly. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do, do a guy thing, but out in the mountains, I think it'd be a great idea because there is that correlation between Walking, talking, nature, and a bit of camaraderie as well. I think that's really One of our team, actually, he's, he supports that. And yes. uh, he's ex-army. Yes. And he um, talks a lot about the importance of men from all different backgrounds and all different careers coming together and having that. 
and we're hoping to try and start one of those up at Western for, for veterans. So just a place where, uh, where um, people can come together who've had difficult experiences and just, just, they don't have to talk about it, they can talk about whatever, but I yeah. think you're really right and the men walking talking is really important. Men just aren't as good as talking as women. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> well, we're getting there, I think. We're finally getting there. It's not like a, a taboo for a guy to talk about his emotions anymore. And as well with nature, I mean, I feel like this next generation that we're moving across do actually really care about the environment uh, and becoming more green and carbon friendly and stuff. So that, that is really good. I mean, we're seeing, I'm seeing now after, after years and years of doing these interviews, after, conversations changing a little bit, you know? I mean, I know we had, they had that conversation about the quarry, but from what I understand, the, the next generation of kids, they do, they do worry about the environment, which is good. I think you're right. Interestingly, we've put a piece of paper on our stand here that just says, how are you feeling today? And I wasn't sure whether people would be comfortable writing down their emotions. And we've had lots of kids just naming their emotions. And that, exactly as you say, just tells me that children are more emotionally intelligent now. They're happy, mm. they're, they're able, they are equipped to just think, how am I feeling? Am yeah. I feeling sort of overwhelmed? Am I feeling happy? And they can actually write it down. And that's a huge step of being um, emotionally intelligent. I mean, there's that, um, there's that point you see like home bargains. Are you happy or are you sad? And that's a deeply philosophical question. <laughs> there's a bit in between there. Come on, home bargains, let's sort that out. <laughs> there's a challenge for them. Yeah, I agree. There's yeah, always yeah. a middle ground, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I love what you do. I really I think it's fantastic. And you're in the right corner as well because you buy STEM there and the creation station. Lots of hands-on work there and a lots for lots for the young generation to think about go away and think about um, so thank you very much for, for being you and doing this and I keep saying I've said this a couple of times but I'd love to like bring a camera and some microphones to you at Western Park and see what you guys in action that'd be amazing please do you're always welcome thank you very much thank you on. hello I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit <laughs> podcast and you guys Hello. just walking past, and you recognised the, the, the show, didn't you? Yep. What's your name, can I ask? Max. You're Max, and you're... I'm Max's dad. I'm Rob. Rob, nice to meet you guys. Uh, you're at Kids Festival. Are you having a good time? Yep. Yeah? Um, what, uh, what, how long have you been here? Uh, have you been here for a while? I think we've been here for, like, two hours. Yeah, it was about half past nine we turned up. So. Yeah? Have you had a good day? Yes, yeah, it's been really yeah. good. Really yeah? Good. What is, what's been your favourite thing to, to look at and go on today? I think it's so far been like the STEM thing. Ste oh, really? Yeah. I was um, I was with, with my friend and the, and the little girl while they're using the catapults, and uh, the girl was holding the the box to catch the balls at the other end of the catapults, and he and he shot her in the eye <laughs> with <Wow>. the ball. <laughs> I was like, you can't take you anywhere. It's a fantastic what they're doing over there. So you said you you like to listen to the shoes with biscuit, which is blow my mind because you're of a young demographic, which is quite cool. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been listening to the show? Well, I think I've been listening for about like two months, ever since I got Spotify. That's amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Are you guys from Shrewsbury originally? We're not, no, Kidderminster. Oh, wow, <laughs> okay. But you're learning a lot about Shrewsbury while you're listening to this. Is this something you like to, you'd like to do with the podcast and stuff? Yeah. Yeah? It's a very positive thing. And uh, I've got my little mini biscuit, my little seven-year-old. He's walking around with a... Uh, a camera uh, and he's getting the vlog vloggy stuff but he's been interviewing some of the, the, the other children as well because one of the point one of the main points i'm trying to get across is it's really important to get young people talking and the, the podcasting thing if it's done safely and, 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 and correctly with obviously um support from parents or an older one is a very positive thing because it's almost like keeping a journal yeah yeah so you should definitely do it if you if this is what you want to do get yourself a cheap microphone and, and start you can you can make your own podcast and if, if dad wants to help you yeah we you can do it go. if We've you got, 
We've got our own microphone. Yeah? Yeah. If you could make a podcast about anything, what would you make a podcast about? Comedy. Comedy? Like your favourite comedians or would you write your own sketches and stuff? I'll write my own sketches. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be really good. He does low comedy and he, yeah, he does do a lot of performing. So. Um, I, I, I do the radio as well and I, I don't like to do it like you're supposed to do it. I like to do it in my own little way and I'll make little, write little sketches and I have like voice actors from around the world and I'll send them out scripts and they'll record them and then they'll come back to me and they'll sound like the amazing thing that I've just written on a piece of paper and it'll come back to me sounding like this amazing thing that I've written down. You should definitely get, get writing some things and, and, rec- and recording. That yeah. sounds right up your street, doesn't it, Max? Yeah. yeah. Really does. Um, well, listen, I'll give Dad a card um, because I, I'm trying to um, whoop, trying Thank to you. sound cool uh, to my seven-year-old and, and not boring, <laughs> but um, he, he is very much into trying to start his own YouTube. I, I think there's a lot of kids at the moment who want to start their own YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe, very kids. You know, one of those sort of things. But I think with a bit of nurturing and a bit of care, you can make something really special. I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for stopping to say hello. Thank you. Where are you going to go next? Where are you going to go on next? Um, I think we're going to be like adventuring goth part three. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much for, for stopping to say hello. Have a great day, all right? Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. One. Okay, so I need to explain. This is one of Timmy's special missions, okay? <laughs> one of the special missions we set yesterday was that Timmy had to interview two princesses, okay? So take it away, Timmy. We need uh, to find out who these ladies are first, okay? Um... What's your name? My name's Rapunzel. And bonjour, my name's Belle. Thank you so much for having um, us. Is this your first time at Kids Festival? No, no it's not. Do you know we like to come every single year, yeah? Yeah, we really do. It's brilliant. Um, which is your, fa- your favourite activity? It's hmm. a very good question because there's so many activities. Um, well, today, Pirates and Princesses did a little music class called Boogie Babies. That was so much fun. We had all the instruments and Rapunzel sang some songs with us. Did, so that yeah. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. a, there's a candy cane slide for there that kind of looks like Rapunzel's tower. I, yeah, tower. I said that yeah. earlier, actually. I would quite like to have a climb up that, I think. We should go and look for Pascal over there. Yeah, I've lost him today, actually. Um, so me and Pascal play hide-and-seek a lot, and he's very good because he can change colour. So he's lost somewhere in here. So if you do see him, you'll have to let me know. Have you seen, have you seen him about to me? No. No? Keep your eyes open yeah. and please let us know if you see Gaston because he's not meant to be here but sometimes he likes to make an appearance. Yeah. So you come and let me know if you see Gaston, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. He's my, he's my, he's my ultimate hero, Gaston. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Don't tell him that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> his ego. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Timmy, carry on then. Sorry. What is your favourite biscuit? Okay, so I have a very good answer for this one because Mrs. Potts always puts biscuits out every afternoon. So I like the ones with the tiny little bit of cream in the middle. I don't know what you guys call them here um, in your kingdom of Telford. Um, Custard cream? Custard cream. Oh, they're definitely something creamy. Yes, they are my favourite. I would say mine has to be anything with chocolate. Mmm, I like choice. Hot knobs. Hobnob, chocolate hobnob. Yeah. <laughs> Rapunzel loves the hobnob. I do. <laughs> Timmy, what, what's your favourite biscuit? Uh, Shrewsbury biscuit. A Shrewsbury biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got any more questions? Um, 
What are you going to do next? Oh, what are we going to do next, Rapunzel? I think we should go and look at the animals next. That I would like to. Have you seen the animals? Uh, I think so. Yeah, they've got lambs up in the corner. I love animals. Oh, so. we have to see Oh, yeah, them. I saw them yesterday. Did you? They're very cute, aren't they? But do you know, it takes us such a long time to get from here to there because we're stopping for so many photos today. Really? We really yeah. are, yeah. Very popular and today. And we've got Jasmine with us today as well. She came on her magic carpet. She's really popular. So we will make our way to the animals eventually. We'll get there. <laughs> um, out of ten, what would you give kids best? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been amazing. Have you got any more questions for these ladies, Timmy? Uh, not written down, but any any you can think of. Mm, no. <laughs> Have you guys? Are you guys having a good day? Oh, are you yeah, enjoying good, it? Good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us over. It's lovely chatting to you. Yeah. You're you have great me, questions. Yeah. Very good. Very good interviewer. Oh, we weren't pressing. We, we weren't recording. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I actually panicked there. I was going to do that to me. That has <laughs> happened before. Um, <laughs> well, well done, Timmy. Well yeah, done. Did a great you job. So much. Great, great job. Thank you very much, guys. Have You're a welcome. great day. Thank nice you for having you. us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and where you've come from today? Ooh. Hey, so uh, I'm Remy. I'm from the Rock Project Helford. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I've been hearing quite a bit about you and what you guys are doing because I'm a big fan of Jack Black. I love Jack Black. It's oh, yes. And we watched um, one of Jack Black's movies the other day. What did we watch, Timmy? School. School of Rock. Yeah. And he absolutely adored, well, I adore it too. And like, there's a similarity in what you guys are doing, right? There is, yeah. There's quite a bit of similarity. Um, and uh, sometimes I find myself teaching and I'm like, that was so Jack Black of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just kind of no! comes out. I can't help it. It's like, yeah, man! <laughs> Where did this idea come from? Uh, so basically, the Rock Project's been around for, ooh, don't quote me on this, probably like 15, 16 years. Wow, um, okay. And uh, yeah, I actually started at one uh, when I was a kid. Really? Uh, but yeah, back in little old Wales. In I Wales? Did. Yeah, back in Wales. Um, and uh, I went for guitar. So I want to be a guitarist like my older brother. And he told me a couple of chords before I went, and then I went along and uh, saw the drums and went, yep, that's the one. <laughs> and just started playing We Will Rock You on the drums, and then I was hooked. Um, and wanted to go back ever since. And it's so funny how something can just grip you, isn't it? 100%. And it, and it did. And like After that, I was like, this is the only thing I want to do with my life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then a number of years later, um, I was chatting to my mom, and we just decided like we should get a rock project. We should do this. We should bring it to Telford. Um, and now, 13, 12, 13 years on, um, we are currently the only rock project in the UK to actually have our own dedicated building as well. So, nice. Yeah, so just uh, it was 20, 2018, we thought, right, let's do this. Let's, let's make a school of rock. Let's make a rock project building, you know? Um, so we got an empty unit and decked it out with six soundproof classrooms, a full-size stage, and like a chill-out area, kitchen, the whole thing. Um, so that's where we run our sessions from. Amazing. So you got your own little academy going. Literally, yeah. Wow. And what age ranges do you, do you sort of teach from? Yeah, so uh, we have juniors, which are 7 to 11, and then seniors, who are 11 to 18. And then most that's of the me. time, after we have, uh, after they sort of graduate, we usually have our students with us for like years and years and years at a time. And when they hit 11, uh, sorry, 18, that's when they go up to Encore. So Encore is for adults. Um, a lot of the time, our Encore students are sort of like, hmm, 
mid 30s to uh, we've got one chap who's in his late 60s early 70s and he's amazing um, and it, it's just sort of uh, the adults coming along and just being kids again really <laughs> I re always wanted to play the guitar I mean I, I love music music is my life but I don't I can't sing definitely can't sing uh, I don't play many instruments I don't play any instruments I don't say many I, pl I play my voice that's what I play <laughs> you can it. do it man it's never too late <laughs> just go for it I, I, I did guitar lessons in school I think I did about four I got as far as Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and I was like this is boring and I like I just, I just did, yeah, yeah that's, that's, we start with ACDC so nice <laughs> right so Timmy would you would you like to learn to play if you were going to play any instrument in a band what would you play um, would you play drums guitar bass guitar piano what would you play drums are the best uh, <laughs> all of them all of them all of them what did you play yesterday when I told you because we said Timmy's a guitar, yeah, you play guitar. We set Timmy some special missions this weekend, and one of them was to rock out with the Rock Project. Amazing! Uh, I hear you did really, really well. Yeah? Oh, that's really great to hear. Okay. Um, so you've, over, the, over the years, you've been building this up, building this up. Have you seen any rock prodigies come through you that have gone on to be quite successful? Uh, so, I mean, UK-wide, especially like the Rock Project sort of all over the UK, yes. There's been some absolutely incredible musicians that have come through um, and gone on to not only sort of be in bands themselves, but also be, uh, you know, tutors uh, either in rock projects or go on to teach in schools or all sorts of things, really, um, and become professional session musicians and things like that. Personally, for us, um, we've had... Oh, I'm trying to like, think of so many now. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. um, uh, one that probably people would uh, put, would remember, it's been on TV recently, was uh, Oz. He was on, I think I believe it was X Factor or The Voice. Really? Um, and uh, he was just amazing. His audition was incredible and he's got like the dance moves and he's got like the suave, you know, hair. And he's just absolutely amazing. I think you he did see, uh, shoes. What I'm counting on you for at the moment is to bring um, rock or metal back into the forefront. I, okay, I interviewed for, for my other show you suck uh, <laughs> this is an american uh, uh, transatlantic show we we interviewed adam adam and the metal hawks who was adam is I love those guys. they're amazing hey. adam is like been dubbed as the new jack black even <laughs> acknowledged by jack black on tiktok yeah. and i was talking about how when i was a kid when i was growing up you listen you throw on the, the general radio and they would play linkin park or limp Bizkit with the words now you don't get any of that it's kind of all faded out a little bit and you have to go and look sure. for it for sure, yeah. I think the, the the most kind of like encouraging thing with that for us is especially our sort of senior group, so more of our teenagers, they're coming in and we're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll do songs that kids are going to know. So things that are in the charts and things like that. But actually, uh, that never happens because they come in and like, we want to play System of a Down, Avenge Sevenfold, Metallica, and all of these incredible bands that like I grew up listening to and all of our tutors grew up listening to. Um, and it's, it's just the best thing because we do really get to see that sort of new generation of like rockers. And it's just, it's just the best. And it's so great. It's alive it's, and well. For sure. it's, it's great for mental health as well. To have something to just switch off to whether it's writing music singing music i mean whether you're a rapper whether you are whether you like to write your own ballads whatever music is just a great outlet for, for that isn't it 100 yeah it's i think um many musicians can sort of say you know music has helped them in one way or another and we see it with the kids all the time you know they can come in like maybe they're not in like the best of moods um, but after we like get going and we like play a couple of songs, they've just got these massive smiles on their faces, and and it just helps with uh, all sorts of like learning difficulties as well. Like we've had students of just 
everything you can think of and they come in and it's just such an accepting environment as well everyone's really chilled out and we just get on with it and and they just play the music and they just get so into it you know and you I've just seen, see it click i've seen some amazing transformations when it comes to music I'll tell you off air, uh, but very recently I saw one that absolutely blew my mind to the point I was, I was nearly got emotional about it. Yeah. Uh, music does help if you've got sure. if you've got um, problems with your nerves, if you get, if you have a, a, a tick, Tourette's, if you have um, ADHD, or if you have autism, or if you have a child or somebody that has autism, music is a great place for it, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah, we, we've had some absolutely incredible kids that have come through where. They, you know, their first session, um, they, you know, their parents are like, quite worried about them. They're not sure how they're going to get on. But by the end of the session, they come out like almost like a different child. Yes. They're, like because they've just had the most fun and just been able to like express themselves in all these different ways with all these instruments. And it, it is just incredible to see. It really is. Amazing. Would you let us come with some cameras sometime? And I'll bring Timmy Definitely. and we can come rock out with you guys. That sounds amazing. I love that. Amazing. Where can people find The Rock Project? So uh, we're The Rock Project Telford, so you can find us at www.therockprojecttelford.co.uk. Uh, also on Facebook at The Rock Project Telford. Um, and also, if you're not from the Telford area, there are Rock Projects UK-wide. So just uh, Google search The Rock Project and uh, go onto that website there, therockproject.com, and you'll be able to see like a map of where your nearest school is. You're amazing. Thank you so Thank much you for so what much. you do. This has for been amazing, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get you on, on, on a feature show. Like we'll we'll sit down on a proper good talk. I'll give him a card. Wait. Oh gosh, that was a terrible throw. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll definitely do something in the future. All right. Sounds amazing. Thanks so much, Thanks guys. Thanks for chatting it's to great me. Great to meet you guys. Thank you. Oh, Timmy, did you want to ask your questions quickly? Um, yeah. Is this your first time at? Kids Festival. It is, yes, and it's been absolutely incredible. Everyone's like so amazing, really welcoming, and it's just so busy. It's great. What is your favorite activity? My favorite activity. I love to sing with my band. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. Good. Next. Which is your favorite biscuit? My favorite biscuit. <laughs> oh, it's got to be a bourbon. It's got to be a bourbon. <laughs> nice. I like that too. What are you going to go? Oh, uh, this is for the kid children. What, what ride or activity are you going to go on? If you could choose one of these things to go on, what would you go on? I don't think they'd let me, but I would love to go on that like giant bouncy castle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they're going to let me, but I love it. <laughs> and one more thing to me. Um, out of 10, what would you give kids best? 10, 11, 12, a million. Fantastic. <laughs> it's been great. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you in a bit. Thank you, bud. Right, we're going to do this quickly because uh, we've got the busiest lady in the building right now, Beth Heath, joining us. Um, and Timmy is going to do some interviewing, aren't you, Timmy? Yep. Yep. Right, so you got some questions for Beth? Fire away, Mr. Whiteley. What is your next festival? Well, my next event is actually tomorrow, which we're running for Rekin College. Um, my next festival is our, it's kind of a festival, it's our Tasty Trail, where you go for an eight-mile walk, you stop every mile and a half for a different course of your meal. My next proper festival is Party in the Park, which I suspect your daddy would like to come to. I love a good party. <laughs> I good... definitely would love to. <laughs> well, we're planning it at the moment. We've never done it before, so it's going to be a special event that we've... Um, going to have in the quarry we like the quarry it's our festival home um, and it's basically going to be Oktoberfest but in the sunshine no rain nice yes it's good to, that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's take Oktoberfest away from October exactly <laughs> right next question to me um, which is your favourite activity 
At Kids Fest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I didn't have to be a proper grown-up and have to organise it, I would be in the phone party. Um, I quite like the trampolines and I like the giant slide. What's your favourite activity? Uh, phone party. It's wicked, isn't it? Yeah, because sometimes it gets stuck and then water comes down and then some more sight. Yeah, you just need to have a change of clothes. As a grown-up, it's not that great. <laughs> the Kids Fest in the quarry, uh, when we have the water slide, best thing to do is to go in the phone party and then go down the water slide again as a grown-up people frown on you walking around in wet clothes <laughs> yeah we got some great pictures of him yesterday in the phone party he was like, like he really let go you're gonna go in again today aren't you yeah but in in wrestling top in a wrestling top yeah, yeah. okay so have you got another question to me uh which is your favorite biscuit well, I've actually just had a packet of biscuits dropped off to me by the International Centre and they were mint flavoured with lots of chocolate on top. Like a Viscount. Yeah, a real Remember posh them. one. Um, yeah. But for my biscuit of choice if I was at home, I don't drink tea or coffee, but I have to have a chocolate, I have to make a cup of tea to drop a biscuit into just so I can have a slightly soggy biscuit. I did the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh, those pink ones, pink wafer biscuits. The pink wafer, yeah. Oh, epic biscuit. Yeah, okay. You like them, don't you? Yeah. Kaz is here with a silent mic. She's, she's, she's a bit shy. She's nodding, though. Pink wafer biscuits, underrated, really cheap in Tesco's. Other supermarkets are available. I keep telling people they're wrong because it's uh, obviously, obviously, it's a chocolate hobnob. That's like the best. I'm sorry. Yeah, too many bits. <laughs> well, Timmy, moving on. <laughs> um, out of ten, what would you give kids first? As an organiser, a child or a parent? Um... All three? We do all three? Yeah. As an organiser, Saturday I would give a seven. Sunday I would give a nine and a half because we've sorted out all the issues that we have on the Saturday. As a parent, because my kids have both been here, I'd give it a solid nine and a half because there's always improvement. <laughs> As a child, my question would be to Timmy. Timmy, what do you give Kids Fest out of ten? Um, a billion out of ten. Brilliant. I'll take that all day long. If you can leave me a Facebook review, that'd be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more questions, or is that it? Uh, the, that's all you've got. But Beth, I want to say a huge thank you because, like, I've, the, I, of all the people I've sp spoken to, everyone's talked about how positive this thing is. <laughs> like, I've spoken to, I've spoken to the scouts, the girl guides. I've spoken to the guys at the STEM and the Creation Station, um, and you know, there is so much going on here that is just so brilliant towards society the, you, you, the scouts that are creating adventurers the girl guides that are giving girls independence to go and do these things and STEM are making the new engineers and even the code, the coding guys over there they, there's new things and you're illustrating that so thank you so much for bringing this all together yeah well the whole point with Kids Fest originally was my kids are 7 and 11 I didn't want to just have the inflatable stuff that everyone would expect at a Kids Fest um, so part of what everything we do is trying to actually make it so when people have a day out they discover something new that they didn't know before yeah. or they find the rock school that you've just been interviewing and the kids decide they want to be the next guitarist or whatever it's opening kids eyes up that maybe don't have the opportunities at other events they go to that are just about the big inflatables that there is more to life than all of those things and actually try something put down a mobile phone for a bit you don't yeah. need it you can decorate a gingerbread with your dad or you can do some coding with your mum and actually you'll have a really nice family day out and you don't need any screens um, to make it happen it's kind of always our ethos um, but you know we can single-handedly 
each of us, podcast included, <laughs> um, that make it so the kids have just a different experience every time they go out, and that's what it's all about. Well, we had a, I had a kid, Max. Shout out to Max. He, he walked this this kid walked past with his dad, and he's like, "Oh my God, I, I listen to them on Spotify. I want to come off to school every day." Yeah. And he came and spoke to me. He talks about how much, he, and he, they're from Kidderminster, and his dad didn't even know he listened to the show. It was amazing. That's epic. Uh, so like. Even though, even it, just for that, just for Max alone, I'm very happy that we came here, and so we managed to impact on someone's life. So, well, you just do. I think you, I think you underestimate what the podcast does, um, because there's kids like Max who are listening in their bedroom, and you're giving them a window to a world that they don't get to see. Yeah. And so that's why he's coming home and listening to it every day, because it's an exciting world. It's much more interesting than Big Brother, because you're talking to real people yeah. who are having real lives, doing real experiences, and that's what the best podcasts are, and that's why you're the best. Oh, thank you very much. Well, Beth, uh, always happy to help you with everything you, you're doing. Thank you so much for, for coming here, and I'm sorry to take you away from... It looked like you are having your lunch, and I feel really bad, but... I wasn't. I was skiving. You caught me skiving. <laughs> thank you very much. Right, thank you. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so this is our last bit, Timmy. Uh, we're going to close up now, because uh, I've got to finish early, because I've got a night shift tonight. Have you had a good time? Yeah. Yeah? Are you eating what's-its now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are you hungry? Yeah. You've done all that walking, haven't you? you walk miles. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Once I've gone, once I've packed up, you're going to go and have a really good play. You've got three hours to go and play. I want to say thank you, Timmy, for, for your contribution this weekend. You've done an amazing job of getting interviews uh, for, for your recording the vlogs. And, and you completed now, now we've spoken to Beth, you completed every single special mission. So... Your prize is this brownie. Congratulations, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> you win a brownie. Well done, mate. Congratulations. And uh, that, that's especially for you because you did a great job. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah? You're okay. nodding. He's nodding on the podcast, guys. Nodding on the audio-only podcast. <laughs> right guys thank you so much for listening we're going to leave you um, and I want to say a huge thank you goes without saying thank you to Beth um, um, and to Claire and to all the guys at Shropshire Festivals that have built this with their bare hands to everybody that's spoken to me all um, the people at um, Kids Festival not all the guys all the kids all the guys all the girls everybody everybody that's uh, stopped and said hello um, and if we've got a few new listeners because of this, make sure you stick around. There's lots coming up uh, with the Shoes of Biscuit. We've got lots of festivals, lots of events. And, um, yeah, we've got a very exciting year planned for you guys. And, and thank you for taking interest. Also, I want to point you out to our website as well, which is uh, theshoesofbiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our content is available on there. I, I, I'm a bit slow sometimes updating it, but I do get it all on there as much as quickly as I can. And you can press play. You can press play straight from the website and listen to the audio there. That's if you don't want to listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, and also as well, make sure you check out our YouTube. That's worth a mention because we're, we're releasing vlogs and stuff as well. So all these events we go to... Um, all these events we go to, we tend to make a vlog as well. So take a look at our YouTube. We definitely made a vlog for Kids Fest. So, um, yeah. Catch you guys next time. From Kids Fest 2022, we bid you... <laughs> we bid you... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting distracted. We bid you a goodbye. Peace out. <laughs>